0: Before we get started, I just wanted to say a huge thanks to our patrons, Brent and Alice. Thank you so much. You can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash comics inebriated.
1: Comics Inebriated. Podcast about the history of fiction and nonfiction in comics, along with current events, hosted by comic creators Liana Kangas, and from guest Matt Emmons.
2: Hi, welcome to Comics Inebreated. <laughs> this is your co-host Matt Emmons.
0: And this is Liana yeah. Kangas.
2: Liana Kangas. And we are joined by me,
0: Steen.
2: Yeah! <laughs> <Steve. laughs>
0: <I'm here. laughs> <laughs>
2: Thank you so much. So, what what are we matching for drinks tonight?
1: So, we're having a Moscow Mule um, to celebrate Ginger of Patty, Joe, and Ginger. That's Jackie Orms's uh, one of her most famous syndicated comic strips. So, and I also love ginger anything
2: so yes, same. <laughs> we, we don't even need to intro it now we don't even be like what are you talking about you already said it you nailed it
0: yep
2: that's what we're doing we're talking None. about 100% knows their shit 100
0: <laughs> ready <laughs> okay. to go they're gonna usually, run this podcast not us usually like,
2: we we dance around it while i struggle to think of a a, a
1: bad guy to like
2: Awful. get in there yeah. but if you want we can dive in i think we
1: should just dive no. in yeah okay
2: yeah let's go let's
1: so i actually I actually took
0: notes for this.
2: Excellent. <laughs> Thank you. How because...
0: many drinks have you had so far though? I want that's where we gotta know. Wait, how many what? How many drinks drink. have you had so far? Is this so- are we just starting? We're just starting. <laughs> this
1: is
3: awesome. drink
0: one this is awesome one
1: so what's this the, the situation when we have to go and refill a drink do we do a commercial break so i can refill? <laughs> yes,
2: yes. Okay. the second you need to refill let us know and that's <laughs> commercial time that's when rootless steps in
1: perfect excellent <laughs> so okay so we're talking about jackie arms who is jackie arms mm-hmm. jackie is the first Uh, female black uh, syndicated cartoonist nationally syndicated cartoonist
3: no shit yes
1: so she grew up in pennsylvania and she ended up moving to chicago but we're gonna like talk about her life from basically beginning to end today so join me on this story
2: I'm buckling I in right now. <laughs> I have my ticket.
1: So, Jackie, one of the best things that I found out about Jackie Orms, as I have been, you know, trying to absorb as much information as possible about her over the years, is mm-hmm. that uh, her birth name was not Jackie. Her birth name was Zelda. Zelda Maven Jackson.
2: <laughs> what? That's pretty close to Jackie, though.
1: Yeah, yeah, pretty close, pretty close. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, she eventually just started going by Jackie when she was, uh, writing uh, as a journalist because she wanted to not have to deal with people being like a woman writing for the news. <laughs> so...
2: Shit. Wow. Yeah. Evans. I Jackie's a lot more gender neutral than I yeah. assume.
1: It is. It is. I mean, you have Jackie Robinson for one, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, she it was kind of like a, a nickname that was kind of you know floating around in her family for a little bit, but she like really went for it when she used it as her uh her pin pin name, you know. What uh, year was she born? Or like decade? Oh, early.
2: <laughs> <laughs> early, like prehistory time. Yeah, times. like prehistory. I'm thinking. We're like talking 1930s. like
0: 1930s. The 30s. Okay. Yeah. Thirty. Hell yeah. Let me actually see. I did not mean to spring that on you. No, that's
1: actually like really good because I just know that she just was born.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's true. It's hard to argue existed. the fact that any yeah. any person you know has been born. <laughs> yeah.
1: As far as I know. Um no, she was born in nineteen eleven actually. So Oh, oh wow. Okay. Yeah, so oh, way, wow. way, way early. Um but she like always grew up drawing. She was drawing so much as a child that everyone would always joke about how there was no paper in the house because she was constantly drawing on it. Which, like, genius. Um, Yes, us
0: three (laughs) definitely can relate. (laughs) Yes, Yes. yeah.
1: Yeah, and so she's, like, constantly drawing. And she also, like, carved soap into, like, little characters. She was just always very creative as a kid. Oh wow, yeah. Which is just, like, really cool to hear because, you know, so many, like so many creators out there like how do I get you know forward in in my industry and it's like well you know you really do have to start drawing and just keep drawing and you can have drawn since you were a child like all like carving soap like that was helpful for her in the future you know so it's like Mm -hmm. super valid any kind of drawing is drawing you know. I
0: think it's validating that I now feel no guilt for buying other types of Art hobby
2: yes. careers, you
1: it's know all, it's, all it's all exercising the same crap, party yeah. of
2: brain in some way.:
1: Yeah, exactly. And she also liked writing. She did some poetry mm-hmm. as well. Um, she actually was so good at writing that she is one of the few like cartoonists out there who like never used a ghostwriter. She wrote everything that she drew, which is really, really cool.
2: Most cartoonists use a ghostwriter?
1: Well, I wouldn't say most, but I would well, say quite, any- quite a few do, especially when you're doing, like, what? grueling daily comics. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. you just want someone else to write.
2: That <laughs> makes yeah. sense, but is also totally new to me. I yeah. won't harp on that too long. That's just, It wow. is
1: interesting, but I I feel like ghostwriters are a thing of the past. You know, I feel like it was something that happened more, like, mm. because like, did you ever watch that 90s TV show, Ghostwriters?
2: I've never even watched it, it because I've never heard it was, of it. Yeah,
1: well, that was like the last time I ever even heard about ghostwriting, really. Was it? <laughs> <laughs> so who knows how much it actually happens now.
3: <laughs> uh-huh. where?
1: But yeah, she went to school in Philly because that's where she grew uh-huh. up in Pennsylvania. Um, they also had her do like the school yearbook as well, which was really fun. <laughs> she managed this whole yearbook for the whole school? no no really? she was a part of the the yearbook team okay and it was typically the seniors who were the ones that actually got to do all the work on it but she was so good that they were like "We should put your art in this yearbook and so and oh, that's it, so cool in trouble they put her sister's name on it <laughs> instead of her name <laughs> which like hey she got it out there um But by the time she became a senior at that school, she ended up being the art director for the yearbook. So it's like, wow. That's That's a title for high school. Wow, yeah. I know, I know. She was always like super like ready to just jump into things. You know, this wasn't like, she never really felt like, oh, I don't know if I could do that. If she wanted to do it, she would just try to do it, you know? Yeah. So she finished up at, high school and was also writing for the local newspaper which was uh, a local black newspaper uh she was like so persistent just like constantly being like look at my writing what can i do let me help please and so eventually they gave her a gig writing for um her first byline was byline was for a boxing match
3: (laughs) oh wow
1: yeah
2: hey whatever whatever works
1: yeah, they, like, sent her to a boxing match. It was, like, right about the match. And so she was like, okay. So so she was doing that uh, to begin with. And that was around the first time where she started using uh, Jackie because she didn't want to use the name Zelda. Yeah, right. especially for a sport like boxing, you know? yeah yeah anyway she's like getting older she's out of high school she's writing for this newspaper and she marries earl clark worms earl is awesome i was telling leon earlier <laughs> that he gives
0: off like severe by wife energy <laughs> we love we love a by wife energy like
2: severe is i think the high especially word in
0: for a creative we
1: love- just a
2: devastating amount of that. Yeah. <laughs>
0: we love a partner with by wife. Right.
1: energy. Exactly. Exactly. He was just like always happy to let her do whatever she wanted to do. Like she was really outgoing and she loved going to clubs and she loved going out and hanging out. And there was just like, she didn't always, Earl yeah. didn't always want to go. So Earl would yeah. sometimes just like call up his friends and be like, can you take her out? <laughs>
2: He's just like, th- thumbs up. Someone him. do it.
1: I love him <laughs> so much.
2: Yeah. We could all be more like Earl.
1: Honestly, yeah. Go go live your life, Jackie. Um, come back <laughs> by nine, you know? Um, yeah. But she was like meeting all sorts of people. She was constantly hanging out with celebrities. Like just from being in, you know, the
0: scene, she was always talking with people who are uh really For, like, doing journalism and stuff, meaning mm-hmm. like yeah, she's, she's just a social just, butterfly slash exactly. networking
1: constantly. Exactly. Okay. Um Eventually,
0: Jackie and Earl had
1: their first baby uh, they named Jacqueline, uh, but unfortunately she died at age three. Uh, oh, oh, my God. Wow. Yeah. Well. So she had a brain tumor. And unfortunately, like <sighs> technological advancements just weren't at a point where they could do surgery on a child in the 1930s. You know,
3: Yeah. yeah. Um, oh wow. it was
1: really sad. And she never, ever spoke of her and never had children after that. And people would think that like when she did the Patty Joe comic that she was kind of like putting her daughter into the comic, mm. and maybe this was kind of unhealthy. And she was like, "No, no, no, <laughs> that's not oh. <laughs> at all." Because <laughs> she she definitely wanted to make sure people understood things were firmly categorized. You know, mm-hmm. it was, yeah. it nothing to do with that. But um, yeah, one of the things she said to her sister about her her child was, "I will never lose my empty arms," and it was just like,
0: "Damn, what is that?" Oh, that's poetic that? and. Pro-
2: Dark. so so
0: depressing at the same time
2: the weight of that I
0: know, I
1: know but you know she's like time to move on you know so she did one of her first comic series torchy brown dixie to harlem it was her first comic at the pittsburgh courier and most people think she got that gig again just from being persistent and being like i promise you i'm funny
2: <laughs> hey you know what it works
0: you gotta show
1: yeah. up it's absolutely. And it was one of those comics that lasted for 12 months, which was a big deal back then, because a lot of the times, you know, comic series, they just go on for until the newspaper decides if it is, you know, getting enough readers or not. But it was getting a, a good amount of, of readers. And so it went on for a, a year. And while she was doing that, she was also really a part of the community. She said she, I mean, she was always making friends with celebrities and They loved being in the big city, and this was, like, ideal for her. She loved her life at this moment, (laughs) which was, you know, (laughs) making my comics, living with Earl, having fun out at jazz clubs in the 1930s. This is great. Eventually, though, Earl did lose his job, and so they had to move to Salem, Ohio, which is where Earl was from. Okay so it was really interesting because you know she's always been from these big cities and she is that city girl and so moving to ohio <laughs> with her
0: husband
2: pace, so to speak yeah
0: pace. it's really a an artist retreat if you
3: will
2: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> that's good that's i mean honestly
1: anytime i leave my house it's an artist retreat. yes yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i should have spent everything <laughs> Oh my gosh! She moved to Ohio. You know the city was just a lot after Earl lost his job because, like, if you don't have that money coming in, it's it's a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, But she fit right in in Ohio. She had like she had a lot of jobs, but they weren't like city jobs. They were like Mm -hmm. domestic jobs, and it's just like when you're so used to living in one way, it's like this isn't for me you know like i can do it it. like i i uh, recognize and respect these kinds of jobs but that is yeah you
2: don't love it it doesn't make you feel the same way yeah
1: exactly so she was like you know what i really think we need to move back to chicago
2: (laughs) yeah yeah there's no remote work (laughs) in in the 1930s so
1: exactly exactly and you know she was still drawing but it wasn't Mm
2: -hmm. you know yeah yeah uh,
1: Wasn't for the paper
0: every day yeah
1: yeah Mm
3: -hmm.
0: So they moved back to Chicago and she- So you say back to Chicago, meaning like, did they live in Chicago previously?
1: Yeah. So they moved from Philly to Chicago. And then in Chicago is when she started like bustling with the celebrities. And then they moved back (sighs) Mm -hmm. to Ohio and then they moved back to Chicago. That's
2: (laughs) awesome. Yeah. All right.
1: Uh, I'm following now. Sorry. (laughs) Or at least, I don't know if it's- Actually, hold on. I think I maybe mixed it up. I think she- Chicago was the first time after Ohio. So oh yeah, they were, so they're like, let's okay. get the fuck
0: it's, out of the suburbs. Yes. We're gonna go. Let's let's try Chicago. Yep, yes, now.
1: and they lived in the South Side. Um, they lived in an apartment that was also a hotel. Um, which, yeah, I I find that sure a lot of <laughs> hotels in that time period could also be rented out for apartments you know mm-hmm. and so she was living in the same building where a lot of famous people would come in and out of this hotel because that's where that's she lived it's like a
0: studio apartment right yeah. that
1: kind?
2: that's yeah. cool though yeah that's it is pretty cool. it's pretty cool i don't want to do it though
0: yeah <laughs> i feel yeah. like at this yeah. point yeah. in our lives where you're gonna put all. all your stuff like yeah there's, there's i no, gotta draw there's no i room. got too
2: much paper in my life i so feel like i'm
0: tired of all the noise you know yeah.
2: I'll sleep through anything,
1: <laughs> but yeah, so oh, yeah. she lived in that apartment slash hotel, um and it was one of the few hotels that catered to black people, so like it was like the hotel oh, for for yeah, sure. like you know black clients. Mm-hmm. Like, so she started to make really strong relationships again. She was going out to those clubs and, and dancing, and Earl was like, "This is great! I'm so happy for you." <laughs>
0: Especially because yeah. it almost just feels like, like it's right downstairs, essentially. Like, yeah, you just pretty do much. your thing. Like, let's let's go. Yeah, it was great. And then
1: um, after. That she decided that she was going to go to the art Institute and take some lessons in drawing because she wanted to get better at her craft. she had never gone to school for it, you know, yeah, so, no
3: way yeah. um
1: there's actually a comic that she made about taking lessons at the Art Institute and how she basically just got completely humbled, <laughs> <laughs> like she went there and was like, "Oh, I see, I'm not actually good at drawing." <laughs> oh. Yeah, she took her she she took her craft pretty seriously where she was like, I actually want to, like, you know, get better at it, which is great. Um, So she then took her comics to the Chicago Defender
0: and they hired her on the spot.
2: (laughs) Hell yeah. After
0: after this quick little workshop, essentially class, she's like, all right yep let's do this
1: yeah exactly i mean basically it's really what you had to do you have to take your work to you know those editors have them look through it and really decide if this was something for the newspaper and she saw it and they're like heck yeah absolutely let's go um so she was actually writing columns on the local people and community affairs for like a women's column and she was like politically savvy as well so she would write columns about politics surrounding the war, about fundraising events, and there was even one uh article she wrote about praising Eleanor Roosevelt for like a champion of women's rights and, and racial equality. So you know, oh, she yeah. Yeah. was constantly in, you know, this social activism while also creating her comics. And it was that social activism that led her to be investigated by the communism committee. <laughs> so, <laughs> what? So, the FBI oh, man, has yeah. a folder on her, um, thinking that she was a communist because she's, you know, an activist. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Dangerous, yeah. Do you care about people? Yeah. <laughs> hmm. we
1: You yeah. up for that one. Uh, <laughs> oh.
2: yeah, Yuck. Is, it's
1: yeah, it's, it's wild. But, of course, nothing came of it because she's yeah. not a communist. There's nothing.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, at, at her still not even a communist.
0: Yeah, exactly.
3: Just a down-to-earth, uh, um, Yeah, just opportunity cool, yeah. for
1: activists, you know, trying to live their life. Um, but the fact that, you know, Black activism was even being talked about in a public forum, like a newspaper, mm-hmm. that's what made them be like, oh, okay, we need to keep an yeah. eye out for this person. Yeah. Um, and even though she, like, loved, you know, journalism and writing and all that kind of stuff, she did also want to mostly draw... Um, So she did some smaller panel cartoons called Candy. Some people thought that the reason she ended up moving from the Defender back to the Pittsburgh Courier is because she didn't get paid for Candy. And she was like, I need
2: to get out of here. But this is just a rumor. Pretty reasonable.
1: I mean, I think it's reasonable as well. If you're not getting paid for the work that you're yeah.
2: doing, <laughs> we have no way to know. If I yeah. can, if I can, if I ever get access to a time machine, I will use it to figure out if she got paid or not, yeah. and then I'll, I'll report back. I'm like Steen's; she was not we need to know. getting paid. Yeah, we
1: need to know. But yeah, most people who are always interviewed about that, they're like, "Well, it could be," but like Earl always had money because he like owned his house. He was like. <laughs> he also always had money so it was never about the money mm-hmm. but i
0: don't know maybe it was, she was just like tired of the bullshit i guess yeah
2: a- Or any like being underpaid
0: it, i think it adds up after a while like even if yeah. she was paid um, and yeah. it, it was go... something so minimal yeah it adds up
2: i'm gonna to go out on a limb like... and say whatever reason it was valid yeah oh I'm yeah sure it right sure. enough, like
1: i and, and then some people were like this could be risky because she lives in Chicago, but her newspaper is in Pittsburgh, and they're like it's kind of a risk for someone who's like just trying to like get their career off in cartooning and like that's also not really the case because the defender was you know a good newspaper, but the Pittsburgh Courier actually had a wider syndication than the defender, so she was making a good oh wow. By going back to Pittsburgh. I mean, she didn't personally go back to Pittsburgh, but her comic went back to Pittsburgh,
0: you know? So she'd be sending it in. Yeah.
2: So again, remote work.
0: Yes. She'd be mailing it in.
2: What year was this? Do you happen to know?
0: Oh,
1: gosh. Okay. So this is probably the. We'll uh, add it in. We'll edit it in. Yeah, this is late 1930s, early 1940s.
2: Damn.
1: Yeah. Um,
2: That's because there's no scanners, there's no fax machine. No, it's
1: just like originals. You know? She's
2: like, Here you go, mailing this to you. And yeah,
0: what the? <laughs> I hope you got it <laughs> nowadays. Yeah. We're like, If this leaves my possession, I better have money before that. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: You
2: hope,
0: yeah, one would hope,
2: yeah. Um,
1: but yeah, so she's doing candy. Um, she but after candy came Patty Joe and Ginger, which is what we're drinking the- too. Um, <laughs> so. The series Patty Joe and, and and Ginger was huge. It did so, so well. It basically it takes place in, you know, the city where you have this like young woman who is super fashionable and always ahead of the curve and, you know, very much, you know, the kind of woman you want to be. And then her little niece, Patty. Patty Joe. And Patty Joe was always this like kind of um I don't even say it i guess precocious like little girl who always had something to say about the inequalities in the system and
3: her sister
0: <laughs> ginger was always like oh patty joe <laughs> Too smart for her own good at, at, yeah. uh, at a very 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 young age <laughs> exactly so
1: and it was like a, this is a big deal because this is one of those comics where this is one of the first like actual visualizations of black people that aren't horrible stereotypes you know? yeah
2: and i'm i pulled i pulled it up real quick just to see it
1: yeah it's it's great i, I love them uh-huh they're definitely of their time
2: yeah <laughs> yeah but, um, uh, yeah. but
1: well, I mean, so it was it was something that challenged inequalities in the system. Mm-hmm. it demanded better conditions for people and not using those like mammy figures for the laughs, which other black artists did as well. They would use it for the humor aspect of it. And mm-hmm. like, no, I want it to always be beautiful and sophisticated.
2: <laughs> yeah, the rendering on everything is, is definitely speaks to that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's Patty Jo, um, as it was in its prime, um, Jackie wanted to promote it even more. And she wanted to create a Patty Joe baby doll. Um, and <clears throat> she always thought that black children needed a model for self-esteem and Patty Joe provided that. So, <clears throat> she came up with the idea and like had some mock-ups done and she reached out to the Terry Lee company. So Terry Lee is the name of the company and it's also the name of the doll. So if you look up a Terry Lee doll, mm-hmm. that's the doll. Um, and as she was getting into it she just immediately was like whoa the toy industry is wild Yeah, (laughs)
2: absolutely i can't imagine being like oh it's easy i'll just dip into this and you're like oh shit there's like other shit going on right now there's a lot (laughs) (laughs) you
0: cannot just walk
1: in
3: yeah
0: (laughs) what an industry i know
1: but she was like surprised about like the cost and the rules Mm -hmm. and molds and undercuts and Mm -hmm. there was even a company that wanted to buy the patty joe name and do whatever they wanted with the doll and she was like no (laughs) thank god no
2: good for her for saying no yeah
1: Yeah. she was like f that no 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 um but she so she went to the terry lee company and she saw that they made black dolls but they weren't selling as well as they would have liked Um, and so say they saw working with Jackie as an opportunity and Jackie also thought working with them was a perfect opportunity then. Win-win. Yeah and this was one of the first times where an artist would come in and like guide the toy creators on how to draw the face on the doll. So like other otherwise it's like usually like in-house or Mm um like a a a sample or or like a template or something but yeah he actually went in and like guided the people on like this is how you draw this character this is what their eyebrows look like so on and so forth so it was really cool that she was able to do that awesome um but unfortunately that doll situation really only lasted for two years because it's people assume that just the business was just bad because there's not really a, a, a concrete answer as to like why they separate it. But mm. researchers did find that the Terry Lee company had litigation from Ebony Magazine mm. for not paying for its advertisement. So
2: oh, oh, no. the
1: Terry Lee company was just bad business. And she just yeah. to walk away from bad business, you know? Um Yeah. But she always, like, kept up her memberships for, like, doll organizations, and, like, she would still go to different programs for, like, dolls and creating, manufacturing them and whatnot, so. Uh, I love she,
0: her. She is relentless. I love she, that she's yeah, always if, prepared.
2: If there's a yeah. takeaway, it's <laughs> just, it's just really she's my hero. doing it.
1: Yeah, she really is. I mean, like everything that she wanted to do is because she wanted to do it. You know, she really put her mind towards that sort of success. And it's Incredible. really cool. Um, but she still did like paper dolls. Cause she still loves the idea. Of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think she just wants to dress people up because she loves fashion and she's always very, you know, sophisticated and, and well-looked and it she mm-hmm.
3: always looks great. <laughs> that definitely
0: shows through Patty Jo and Ginger. Like yeah. the oh, yeah. style oh, of yeah. it and everything. Like, It it would almost, like, I feel like it would almost influence readers to, like, get into it.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. And then she also did this paper doll for Torchy Brown. Remember, that was the first comic that she did. And Mm -hmm. Torchy was now Torchy Togs, which was just a paper doll at the end of other comics, where you can, like, have her posing and there's different, like, clothes that you could put on her. So she was always thinking about, like, marketing for torchy and still getting people excited about her comics in different ways you know yeah so just, utilizing
0: what you have
3: you got yeah yeah. <clears throat>
1: um, and, yeah for real and that actually did it really really great because um, torchy actually came back in a whole new series called Torchy in Heartbeats and heartbeats was another long story focused uh comic as well and in order to advertise for it she used those paper dolls in it you know so it was
0: like if you like this paper doll read torchy
1: and read
3: yeah you know?
0: and she's still writing it right yeah time, so yeah it's so it's much work hard.
1: i know i know <laughs> 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 And so from 1950 to 1954, this was like her heyday. I mean, it was Torchy. They had Patty Joe and Ginger, and she was always doing, you know, she's always been a major player in her community. So her mm-hmm. name was constantly in the Defender for all her volunteer work and the activism. She was like, she had a huge social life. Um, as well. There was one article where people were like, oh my goodness, Jackie Arms and designer gloves at the
0: charity event. <laughs> I love that for her. It's like
1: a paparazzi yeah, photo
0: her. in the newspaper, but in text form. Yes. My
2: kingdom for designer gloves. I
3: know. Know.
0: <laughs> love that. Um, but she did appearances. She
1: was on panels for like career days at local high schools. She was on the board of directors for the Clarence Darrow Community Center. She worked. With donating for museums. God. I mean, honestly, this is
2: amazing. Yeah,
1: I mean, by the time she actually stopped drawing, she was basically a local celebrity, you know, for like, she, doing all these things.
2: I was going to say, she seems like somebody who was appreciated in her lifetime, yes. which you don't often hear about artists. Yeah. It's usually a long time after they're dead.
0: That's yeah. incredibly accurate to say, I feel like, Matt. I think so. Poignant. Yeah. So,
3: too.
1: Because <laughs> there's something about like, People looking at your work after you've died and thinking, like, what did they leave behind? You know, they're yeah.
0: curious now. You know, she did so much for not herself, but more for the community. She did so much for her community. But now we are—we've
1: moved ahead. We're in 1976 mm-hmm. now. Um, Earl died, and it was a bad time for her. Um, yeah. you know, she moved to North Carolina to be closer to her sister. And by, um, by the 1960s, actually, she, her arthritis was too bad for her to keep drawing. So, you know, she had been drawing, obviously, her entire life, but, like, professionally, for, like, 30, 40 years.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and,
1: um, you know, she did as much as she could. She had gotten, like, joint replacement surgery. Um, mm-hmm. She also did physical therapy. But after a point, she just had to put the pin down you know, mm-hmm. but she still maintained that celebrity status because she was always Good. going to these programs. And one of those things that I thought was really funny, she said, I will always be at this doll club, uh, doll club convention if somebody would just give me a ride. <laughs> I love her so yes, much. You know what,
2: I would do it. I, like, <laughs> I got no business being around dolls, but I'll drop you off and pick you up. Yeah. You
0: want yeah. me to go to a con? Just give me a
2: ride. Yeah. I'll
0: be there. Just give me a
1: ride. Yeah, let's go. So, yeah, and she always felt happy when people remembered the work that she did. Anytime she would go to like conventions, people would be like, "Oh my gosh, she's so sweet and so nice." And you know, she's always like, "Oh wow, I can't believe you know of my work from all these years ago." That's she was always very happy to see that people mm-hmm. recognized the work that she did. And um but she uh, died in 1985. It was on Christmas <sighs> Eve. She was getting ready for a party. And had a brain hemorrhage. And then she died two days later.
2: But yeah. That's a life lived. Honestly.
1: 1911
2: yeah. to 85. It's always sad, but it's like. Yeah. You definitely, you did so much.
1: Wow. I like, it's like, it's sad because it was like, her death was like five years before I was born. So I like just uh, barely had yeah. the time to be living at the same time she was mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I feel like that would have been just so, so cool, but. There's just, like, all the things that are about her, I feel like, are represented within me, in a way. Yeah, because, like...
3: Are you oh, ready I'm for the compliment train? Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: let's do a quick, let's do a quick, uh, refill. Yeah. And
2: we'll be right back. I thought you were going to. All right, I'll start it then. Hey, what's up, everybody? <laughs> My name is Bob, and I am a word bro. And my name is Kevin on The Other Word Bro. And you can listen to our podcast, The Word Bros, at TheWordBros.com. So check it out. Oh, and while you're doing that, we want to say your. Check out Comics to- Inebriated with Liana Kangas and Matt Emons, uh, I think Wednesday nights. I don't want to like get that. into specifics because I'm not aware of when they do it. <laughs> But so let's just leave it as vague as possible and say you're listening to comics, comma, inebriated, period. I like the comics, comma. Like, I think that, that the alliteration there that that provides um, is going to be difficult for inebriated folks.
0: This thing can only be 30 seconds long, Kevin, so don't talk too much about <laughs> punctuation.
2: Okay, my bad.
0: And we're back. That was a good refill, and... I already know, I already knew a little bit about Jackie just from like our, uh, you know, interactions and asking about her. Yeah. Um, So that was not only great for me, thank you, but also hopefully great for our (laughs) listeners. Um,
2: Well, I knew nothing and that's inspiring. If anything, just her, her uh, perseverance, her being like, you definitely want to hire me. Yeah. (laughs) like that because I'm like, I definitely should just... I that.
1: mean, that's how I got my job at my comic book store. I, <laughs> I said, I'm going to be here every Wednesday. I'm going to reapply every Wednesday until you hire me. And I was there like doing art for uh, the local, like during free comic book mm-hmm. day. Um, I had won the uh, trivia contest. I was like, you "Guys, like, I'm here and I'm waiting." And then, like two weeks later, they were like, "I heard that you wanted to work for Star Clipper," and I was like, "Yeah, when do I come in for an interview?" And they're like, <laughs> this is so "Wednesday." So I didn't even have to interview. They're <laughs> like, "This." But
2: but I, I love the so. start. <laughs> just saying so when do i interview and they're like yeah. oh jeez. No, no.
0: <laughs> you still gotta stay humble a little bit right? yeah like, a yeah. little, little bit little yeah
2: bit. yeah i don't think i could do quite that but i admire it
0: <laughs> so every every episode we ask this question or like we kind of started trying away from it but we ask um how you have met um us as how, we, how you've met Liana. We love is, to generally. be like yeah, we love the <laughs> we love to feel great about ourselves and focus half of the podcast on I'm just gonna yeah. but you know also yeah, if you have to how did how did we meet? That's
1: a great question, Liana. Um <laughs> Take it away. (laughs) Wow. I
2: always love when the guest is not I don't remember.
0: Every guest is a friend of mine. So I'm like, you tell me your story. I'll tell you mine. And we come here because we both have one brain cell combined. (laughs) I'm (laughs) trying to figure out how
3: I
1: met you. I mean, it must have been like through a convention, probably through like the Emerald City crowd. So like Jaslyn and jim Vaughn, you know all of you guys but like i don't know what did we actually have a hi my name is sort of introduction <laughs> i don't remember
0: I, this is it's i'm glad that you said that because my only recollection is i knew we were twitter mutuals at some point and then at c2e2 that i was not wait, was I tabling? I don't even remember. You had a panel and like, we had either said that we were going to meet up or something. And then you swung by a table that I was at and you're like, Hey, what's up? I was like, you're Steens. And then you actually introduced me to your twin sister. Oh my gosh. And, uh, I, so I got to, uh, meet both of you at the same time, which is great because then I obviously kind of have been keeping up sort of with you both. Yeah. But, uh, I was like hey we should hang out because like at the time I think I was with Matt and Lisa uh good friends obviously of us both and uh we all were like mm, drinks and burgers and metal we're going to go oh do that God. right and Wait so a I, I was, was like no, i to wanna... no, hold on
2: Uh-oh
0: that cannot been the
1: first time we met I just Uh-oh there, there's no way in real life, yeah. That was the first There's time we no met.
2: Way. Tensions rise.
0: Really? We had to have known each other before that. I love that you say that because I have a <laughs> terrible so memory hard. and that makes me feel so good. Thank you. Yes. No, we I, probably have. Yes. Maybe this, Emerald is City.
1: Like, maybe this is just a situation where we knew each other and we were just we just clicked as mutuals that it felt like we knew each other for longer.
0: Either way, I'm happy. I'm just happy to know you because oh, I
1: think yeah. you're wonderful. I, I'm not, I'm not going to say. I don't think that bar was our first time meeting. That was definitely.
3: Yeah. I, I
1: think that bar was the first time you realized that my drink of choice is just a shot of tequila. That's
0: true. <laughs> it's a That was a strong foundation of our bonding.
1: Oh, our
3: wow.
0: Though,
3: so. <laughs> Everyone what? got
0: like different IPAs and beers. And I was like,
1: one tequila shot, please. <laughs> Let's get this over with. I was like, mm-hmm, yep.
3: I'm <laughs>
0: I will
2: join. You know what? Let's,
0: let's do this.
2: When whenever I meet you in real life, I will. I'll do a shot of tequila with you.
0: You have to. <sighs> it makes me so happy.
2: That's kind of
1: like my thing. I
2: 64 percent chance I'll throw it back up. Just no. the just the shot. No. But you gotta have anything. that good. No good
1: tequila. I'm that's good. You,
2: I'm telling that's you. That's good odds. You
1: have it chilled. If you haven't chilled, you will not experience this. Tequila unchilled is like a goddamn mess. If you okay. chill, are like drinking water. Like mm-hmm.
2: I, I'm going mm, to say it's definitely different than water. Mm, but mm, I don't know.
1: I've had I'm water gonna, I'm
2: going to put uh, some in the fridge yeah. and I will try it <laughs> tomorrow.
0: There's been studies, actually. I thought of Eustine's the other day because I heard about some studies that uh, a shot of tequila is uh, the same, if not better, than a glass of wine every night so
2: i mm, yeah.
0: I, don't, I don't know if especially either. if it's agave or uh mezcal or whatever like it's all made from natural yeah, my, ingredients right? L- i my, guess
2: i was just our podcast is literally called comics Rated, but i'm about to be like is either good
0: <laughs> i will make you the best tequila cocktail of your life
2: and i will drink it yeah i'm i think what I'm,
1: you need is you need a, a good like tequila sunrise because that's a good one mm, but also
2: sounds if, good
1: if you get the right kind of tequila which is el mayor tequila which i'm going to send in the chat so that you can send look, in the chat you'll, you'll see the bottle and you'll understand oh okay this is like legitimate
2: oh which which one are we talking that smooth one like the the uh, like like is. a like the eye drop. Yes. Like the non uh uniform shaped one. Yep. What kind of all right. What kind of cost is this bottle? Are we t- a reti a bottle out. of that? It's
3: Thirty because, bucks.
2: Then that's right right within shows, my window. Yeah. I yeah. Thirty to forty is what I will spend because yeah. I draw pictures. I don't have more to <laughs> you're spend like on I'm me. not
0: brushing elbows with celebrities,
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: So yeah I'm with yeah. exactly. Jackie Orms.
1: Yeah. oh my god oh, speaking of yeah. which brushing elbows with celebrities like me personally yeah
2: you personally are so, yeah congrats are on the journalism award
0: you i can't believe and i got a journalism award
1: i can't
2: believe today. you came on the show for free it's the same <laughs> day
0: we are recording the same day that you i mean you were awarded this, this is incredible yes. one yes. i was i'm i'm gonna spend a whole like there needs to be like jeopardy music behind me because I was just about to list off all your like your things. So yeah. legitimacy,
2: we as a show now have to have an a, an award winning journalist yeah. on so, the show.
0: Award winning? Would you journalism award winning? Uh, I would journalist cartooning or journalist cartoonist. Does that yes. work? Journalist cartoonist. Yes. Yeah. So you. You have, um, you've won multiple awards at this point and and have been nominated for many, especially this year. I actually, uh, yes.
1: This year, I think I'm only nominated for two so far. And it was that award, oh,
2: Media just for the,
0: Justice, and The Ringo. I know,
1: just, just the you
2: know? two. I'm so sorry.
0: <laughs> so you're uh, Steen's a cartoonist, a uh, cartoonist. Uh, mcduffie award winner i right? do uh, yes, yes um i don't know the names of the, the other awards you've won.
2: they're well, good they're prestigious well,
0: i've got uh an ignatz and an eisner for being yes. elements fire which was okay yes Anthology.
1: i knew
2: about the Ignatz. and
0: yeah. you are currently working on the syndicated comic part of the city yes right yes which is nominated for a ringo award for best webcomic uh,
3: um yes.
1: i'll find out in two weeks when i go to baltimore If I want, (laughs) it was a very odd situation because you know I was a judge for the Ringos and the judges for the Ringos. What we do is we read hundreds of books and then we put forth our nominations and then the public put forth their nominations and the judges have like a higher like point percentage like for Mm -hmm. our nominations than Mm -hmm. the general public. But it ends up like I think four nominations from the judges, two nominations from the general public, and um. I had gotten a call from the guy who runs the the Ringos, and he was like, "So, the other judges have nominated you for best <laughs> webcomic. And to make sure that you're okay with it because it is—it's <laughs> it's a weird. That situation. is so nice. Yeah, interest, I mean, it's it's a conflict of
0: interest. Your ethics and morals are probably going to be questioned by the general public. Yeah, et cetera, et cetera. Awesome. You have to be prepared for that. Like, exactly.
1: Exactly. I mean, my only preparation is uh, get nominated yourself, then. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. But I heard it here,
0: folks.
1: But seriously, like, um, I did appreciate that they were like, if you don't feel comfortable, you don't feel comfortable. But in my head, it was like I didn't nominate myself. I nominated actually other mm-hmm. web comics for that uh, for that category, so I had nothing to do with it. So if the other judges feel that my work is nominatable, (laughs) that's,
0: that's their prerogative. I know personally that you are working on a book and a syndicated comic. So I also question how you even had time for this podcast. I know. I know. I'm I'm incredibly organized. I am. I'm also (laughs) working on another
1: personal comic, um, which I'm really excited about. I just, I have to like stop being so hard on myself for only getting like a couple pages in at a time because like
2: that's good and fine. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say,
0: do you
1: need
2: to you're good. Yeah. It now? yeah.
1: Yeah, it's just is like it the project that you told me about personally a while back. Probably it's so I, we, I've decided to call it King of Hobbies, and it's a series where I get into a subculture or a hobby that is not my own for a couple <laughs> of months. And then I go to the conference or convention for that subculture, and then I write about my experience. So I have been uh, a coin collector for the past few months. Do you
2: want? <laughs> I got all the states. Do you want them?
1: <laughs> I actually like collecting errors and specific ones from different years, but. Okay um but yeah so i have learned a ton about coin collecting and numismatics and so i'm currently working on a comic called brilliant is best which is a comic about my experience getting into uh coin collecting and what what keeps people in coin collecting what keeps people in a house? what makes that
0: community you know this is totally not the book that i thought i thought it was about, like
3: <laughs> teaching like people
0: this. how to buy a house i mean that's another um, that's the, the yeah.
3: but also now
0: <laughs> did you see my face the whole time being like <laughs> how did you take something well, like this on right now i like with this how much my- i know that you're already doing you <laughs> like you're- eat sleep and breathe cartooning
2: you're like i'm doing a lot of work so i decided to pick up hobbies and the <laughs> I, learning I do of all the more labor. and then i do labor about said hobbies so it's you just double your workload
3: yeah
1: yeah it's i mean i'm having a lot of fun with it let me tell you like, <laughs> good i, hope I can't so. wait to talk to you about coin collecting it's but... been fascinating it's been amazing i i really look for people to read the comic because i want people to like see different kinds of subcultures cultures because they it's it started because my husband is very 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 into final fantasy 14 and he's been playing it for about eight years and okay. <clears throat> does he awesome. have a
0: chocobo farm is
1: yeah he has got to i don't mean to brag about my husband
2: <laughs> but we love to
0: see it on this podcast
2: you should yeah
0: he's incredible by wife like, energy yeah.
2: yeah not only
1: wife
0: energy, like
1: i feel like i have by wife energy for him <laughs> because i'm just like he's so i mean
0: crazy. from all i know of him he seems pretty great so
1: yeah he's very he's very wholesome um He's one of those people who find is is comfortable in silence. So it kind of makes people uncomfortable to be around him. Oh, yeah. doesn't talk. But he's comfortable not speaking at all to people, (laughs) 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 which is like opposite of me. But but yes, we were, he was asking about doing FanFest, which is their convention every year. And we had anticipated going, but of course, because of COVID, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to any conventions at the moment. And Mm -hmm. so it was done virtually. And he was like, they have T-shirts and they have like a, a recipe book of recipes you can make for fan fest. And I was like, "Stop the fucking presses!" Did you say recipes? So I like super into doing the recipe. And like, I wore the shirt. We went to like the Final Fantasy like online virtual club, and they had like a DJ playing the music from the the game. And it was just like a, an incredible experience because even though I had been next to him while he'd been playing this game for eight years it wasn't until i went to the convention where i really got more of a vision of what that community was like and so i was like i wonder what that's like for other conventions specifically niche ones because Mm -hmm. those are ones where you're going to find the people who are there because they love the hobby and not because this is their job you know
3: yeah, well, that's are you I'm gonna do a
0: gemstone like one? Is the one that I'm really gonna. Ooh, that's a great there's one in Jersey near, oh. like, literally the town over from where I lived. It is, it's a been... sight to be seen. Okay. There's
2: apparently a, there's a Bigfoot convention in Massachusetts. Ooh. That Ooh. Uh, take me
3: there. Uh, this means Re- I Rebecca go and I, you.
2: Rebecca and I were gonna go, and then COVID because I don't want to go to a Bigfoot convention. During so any sort of COVID thing. So, like, <laughs> before I'm 30, like I'll make it to a Bigfoot convention. But so that's, that's like, a, like, like a reasonable window.
1: That's another thing that I had to be very specific about. Yeah. Was, it had to be things that I'm personally not actually into. You know, I didn't really give a shit about coins until the past few months.
2: And now you're in a point
1: Bigfoot. So, I can't go to a. Big oh. School. I love puzzles. I okay. can't. Puzzle convention—it has to be something I don't have a connection to. Oh, right I'm sorry. Well, otherwise I'd be biased.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I mean.
1: So it has to be yeah. stuff that like like gemstones. I'm not into crystals and shit. So that's right. the sort of thing I would do. I've been doing a lot of research on the ones that I'm thinking of, and I've got uh
0: ventriloquist uh convention <laughs> oh, no please tell me it's in vegas and please invite oh. me i want to go so bad with you i'm oh. like i will help you take notes
2: i don't want to go you, for I that don't
1: think you that understand. was great i actually had my friend cat go with me to the coin show here in saint in st louis and she was great i mean she was taking notes as i was speaking to people there was a point where they're like you can't record anything and she immediately switched to taking notes on her phone i was just like <sighs> This is why you're my editor, Kat.
2: <laughs> so How the, serious is the cats, coin editor? That's
1: great. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. How serious
2: are they? That, that you can't record at a coin convention? They're like, it's actually
1: not about the coins. It was the, the convention venue. The
2: then that's was, fine and fair. Okay. That's yeah. different. I'm thinking they're like, you can't catch these coins on video. Yeah, conference. no. The, every
1: single person that was there was super interested in talking about coins for any reason at all. You know? So nice.
0: i love that for you. I also, like, Do one it. thing that I feel like you and I have a lot in common with is fashion mm. uh, that I wanted to bring up. for So we're talking about interests and we're talking about, obviously, like, you kind of going outside of your scope of interest to write this entire, write and draw this entire comic um, or graphic novel or whatever it is. And uh, in the inner scope of Steens that I get to see as, like, someone who talks to you fairly often is, like... I feel like I can always relate to you with fashion because like, that's one of my favorite things to do outside of comics uh, oh,
3: yeah.
0: and uh, dressing up and things like that. Roller skating. We were just talking about that. I know. And Oh, I didn't show Matt. He wasn't here.
2: No, he was- I'm sorry. Yeah. My- These are
3: the skates I just bought.
2: Oh, you posted you posted photo of those that you bought. Yeah, Yeah. those are. I wouldn't wear them, but I'm glad you got them. You know, that's the kind of thing. I (laughs)
3: think think that
0: like Tim's, you know. Yeah,
2: I know. (laughs) I can't wear Tim's. They
0: absolutely do. That's wild. I didn't think about that until you just said that.
2: Yeah. Um. I think that's the yeah.
0: But I, I think a lot of our listeners are going to get this like really cool scope of who you are as like a person, a cartoonist, like who you are outside of cartooning, which not a lot of people really get. But um, you have a really cool thing coming out this year that uh, you finally get to talk about. And so we're excited to talk about this on the podcast because we don't typically talk about like what creators get to do. But I'm excited for you. And um, I know Matt will be excited when yeah yeah when he hears about it so it's actually it
1: it comes out early It, it comes out spring 22 so i'm not exactly sure i know they were looking for february but we'll see what what month in spring 22 um which is pretty much only like six months away now that i'm thinking about it but uh heart of the city is uh now getting collected and the first collection is called Heart Takes the Stage. And um, it'll collect about the first, like, 150, 160 strips or so. Oh, um, awesome. And uh, I'm very excited about it. I'm actually, like, currently on my screen that I'm looking at is the cover. I'm working on the cover as we see. The speak.
0: cover is so beautiful. Or at least <laughs> what I've seen so far, it looks so good. Thank you. I cannot you. wait to preorder it. And Thank I'm, you. This is your first collection of... Uh, I mean, it's your first syndicated comic, right? So
1: like, it this is, is. This is going to be the first thing that I've put out that is just mine, actually, because typically I work with a co-creator, yes. a creative partner, so no, Archival Quality, I was working with Ivy Noel Weir, and then SideQuest, my History of Tabletop role uh book, that one I'm working with Sam Satin, and this, Heart of the City, is in- entirely mine, so that's going
0: to be very exciting to actually like hold in my hand, you know? I always, um, not that this is related in any sort of capacity, but I got to do a variant cover for Bountiful Garden that you edited. And I love that I weirdly, adjacently got to work on something that you worked on. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I know. We need
1: to officially work on something together, for sure. Oh.
0: We will. I was supposed to tell you about it before recording, but I will tell you about it after. (laughs) I'm excited. excited. But yeah, it's also really cool to see uh, stuff that I've edited come out as
1: well because, you know, I've been editing since 2017, 2018, and it's always nice to actually see the work that I have put together Mm -hmm. on the podcast. uh, on paper. Because, like, even though I didn't write Bountiful Garden, I didn't color it, I didn't draw it, I didn't letter it, you know, but I found the team, you know. I yeah, found you helped my, it along. I helped shape yeah.
2: It. Yeah. yeah. I
1: helped shape it. Exactly. And,
2: you had your hands in it.
0: Oh, yes.
2: Yeah. <laughs> very
0: much so. Yeah. <laughs> Editors have a very difficult job and can we remind everyone that you not only are you a cartoonist, <laughs> but you're an educator. Yeah. You edit comics. What?
1: Are you tired and of you're doing drawing specific
2: thing? Yeah.
1: I just like, I feel like I can say no to things, but there are some things that I just like, I feel like I should try this because you never know where it can take you. Like, I have a, um, a client who is a novelist and she wants to get into pitching graphic novels and so i'm working with her and her agent on guiding her on the way to write graphic novels why artists do x y and z and it's really really helpful because there are a lot of novelists out there who want to get into graphic novels and don't really know what they're doing so um i was like you know what maybe i should do this like i don't know where it's going to take me but who knows? Maybe I end up being like a graphic novel coach for novelists or something. Or like someone from Webster emailed me and asked if I wanted to come to their costume design class and talk about how I redesigned the, the, the characters from Heart of the City. Because, yeah. you know, that series had been going on for 21 years before I took it over. And so to redesign those characters, they were like, you should talk to my costume design class Absolutely. about it. And in my head, I'm like, How? Does this relate to? So like, I'll do it. Yeah. Well, no, but I'll, I'll just
3: do yeah.
0: my work, and I'll just figure it out when we get there. You know,
3: yeah. anything
0: like your entire subject of what you came on only just shows that, like, you kind of try all these different things, and then it slowly narrows down your personal uh, careers that you want to pursue. So, yes. I think it's great, and for everyone listening, I where can where Can everyone find you? Yeah, so I am oh hey, steens on everything.
1: Um, it's o h e y steens. There are some underscores on on tick but um, oh my god, did you see my last TikTok that blew up? No, oh, Jay, about Justin from the Secret of Nim. <laughs> oh, yes,
0: the 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 zoom in one. Yes, yep. Also, I related to that heavily. Who also loves the Secret of Nim right now, 14 Secret of Nim. And rock doodle were oh, my, my two favorite movies so of good. all time. They're, yes. Yeah. They're
1: so good. I love rock doodle
0: I'm so glad that you
1: said that. Not many people bring that
0: one up. But oh, anyway. it's my favorite. We're going to talk about that on Twitter and all the social media. <laughs> yes.
1: And, I didn't know yeah. you loved that. Uh, Don Bluth is just like uh, a genius.
2: Don Bluth <laughs> Don is a funny. guy.
1: <laughs> yes, you can find me at OH Steens on uh I'm usually on Twitter. I've been on Instagram a little bit more lately, mostly my stories. Um and then also I'm gonna give my email as well, which is oh Steens at gmail dot com. I am constantly open for any questions about anything. One of my like major goals as a human being is to make sure that Comics is accessible, and so I will be that doorway mm-hmm. to walk through. So, if you have any questions at all about the comics industry, about breaking in, about just any kind of questions at all, just email me, and we'll figure something out. Because I wanna, I wanna help.
2: <laughs> Thank you. I think more people need that. I think more people are afraid to ask. And
1: oh my gosh, yeah. And then they no. don't really, in school, they don't really teach you
2: how to you
3: communicate anything. with
1: peers. You know, like they teach you to critique your peers, which is also a valid thing to learn. And I teach my students as well. But you also need to be able to know how to work with others because comics is a collaboration
2: game. Yeah, you've got to play well with others.
1: You do. Kyle Strom actually just had a huge thread about the different things that writers can bring to the table in a collaborative effort. And it's perfect, really. You know, you just kind of have to... You have to know what you know.
0: Mm-hmm. I think we dolls work in the best.
1: At this point, did you? <laughs>
3: we
0: in the, the best medium, media. I think, and there's so much to be said. And we would yeah. love to have you on again in the future. I yeah, honestly, can't tell you how I'm definitely one of those it. people that like talks a lot.
1: So like, <laughs> if
2: want me on... I mean, it was great. We jumped right into this, and mm-hmm. and I just met you, and that was easy <laughs> to talk to you. So that's great.
1: You know that's actually really funny because I was talking to my—I uh, was on a girls trip, and um, we went around and said all the things that we love about each other on the trip. And one of the things that someone said was that I treat everyone like we're already friends, and it's
3: like I
2: agree, true, yeah,
1: I we absolutely, absolutely agree. Already. <laughs> Well, who wants to feel intimidated all the time? You can feel intimidated to talk to me at
0: <laughs> first, but then when I meet you, I'm like, we've been homies for years. <laughs> I was about to say, thanks for being our friend and
2: uh, yeah, thank thanks you for so being much.
0: everyone else's yes. future friend.
1: <laughs> of course, Ooh, future friend stains is a pretty good Twitter handle. I may have to change
3: that. <laughs>